Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a bi-weekly, episodic tokusatsu-related podcast where we're Hekka, excited about Mecca. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And uh, we are back together again. Just just the two hermanos here going to watch some uh, some more Super Sentai. Uh, no guests this yeah. week, but uh, we're going to be watching some more Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger. But Pat, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Uh, I, uh, we were traveling a bit this weekend so i'm a little bit mm. tired still yeah. <laughs> um uh, i've i've heard some good things i think about this new these new episodes so i'm excited to get back to lupon ranger versus pat ranger yeah me too definitely yeah and it's one of those things i i never understand people that can travel all the time like anytime they have a break they always travel uh, i mean you know more power to them but anytime i travel i'm always just wiped out i'm like ugh, i need th- for every day i travel i feel like i need two days to recover <laughs> oh yeah i agree I'm 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 gonna go to sleep like immediately after this instead of processing like I normally do. I'm just so tired. <laughs> if only we oh, had the, that Zordon teleportation skill. If only we could do uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Well, so this week we're gonna be watching uh, episodes 18 and 19 of Lupin Ranger vs. Bat Ranger. But before we do that, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the news because there is uh, some news coming down the pipe, at least on the Power Ranger side of things. Uh, so of course, there's lots of big shakeups going on. Um, in terms of Power Rangers, we know Saban Brands no longer exists anymore, hmm. and it's all fully owned by Hasbro now. Uh, but one of the probably, I think a lot of people would agree that uh, Dino Charge and Ninja Steel have both been, uh, shall we say, a little creatively rocky, uh, to, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's a, that's a polite way to put it at times, even though I am sort of a Dino Charge apologist myself. And of course, the movie last year was, uh, again, sort of, there was a mixed reception to it. I personally responded very well to it, but at the same time, it was not a perfect product. And I know I, I can, I, it's one of those things where the flaws weren't flawy enough for me. The highs were high enough that I really enjoyed it quite a bit, but I could completely mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm. someone being like, this was not for me and this was not my uh, my cup of tea. So uh, it's been, I think, creatively for Power Rangers, it's been a little mixed here the past couple of years, I think. I think that's a fair assessment. But one of the real bright spots has been the uh, comic from Boom Studios. It has been pretty consistently amazing. Pat, have you been reading it at all? Here's the thing. Uh, there was a really great sale on Comixology. Mm-hmm. And I really, it's just moved into my ridiculously ridiculously long queue but i didn't uh, i didn't uh, fast track it yet yeah i need to get caught up again yeah i i do have them i just i need to sit down and work on a bunch of stuff <laughs> uh, i hear you i hear you the backlog is eternal my friend mm. no i uh i have been keeping up sort of i'm not a i'm not a floppy kind of guy in terms of like buying the floppy single issues i tried to do that a couple years ago it's just mm. not my cup of tea. I really, and this is one of those things that maybe it's just me as a reader. I cannot stand advertisements in the middle of a book. Oh, so uh-huh. single issues, just having those advertisements in them. I didn't like them as a kid. I don't. I, I didn't like them as a young man. I certainly don't like them now. Um, so I don't. I don't. I tend to buy trade paperbacks. So I'm almost always a little behind where everyone else mm-hmm. is at. Um, but I've only read through the first three trades. I need to pick up the 
fourth, which is the third trade is around where for, for those who have read it and don't remember exactly where the third trade, I think it's like 15 or 16 or so issue wise. So I think that's around when Lord Dracon shows up, which is like a big villain in the comic series. But hmm. um, I can say pretty consistently that the, the Power Rangers comic is, and is generally agreed upon to be by fandom really, really, really good probably my favorite treatment of the mighty morphin material just kind of writ large like it's really good and probably better than it's one of those things where we, we may finally have a thing that's uh yeah this is definitely uh at least on par if not much better than you know the original work that was done was you ranger like it's really high quality writing excellent art it's well paced like it's it's really good stuff but so the big announcement i guess recently in the past couple of days has been that there will be a creative team shakeup uh on the comic hmm. it's been written by kyle higgins uh and i forget who the artist is that works on it um name escapes me right now it may be different artists i think there's a few different ones Anyway, uh, Kyle Higgins, the main writer, is going to be, he's been on it uh, from the beginning. Uh, I think they're in around issue 25 or so now, or no, maybe a little bit further than that. But they're in the mid-20s to, to late-20s. He'll be leaving, and they're bringing on a new new writer and a new artist. I think they've had a few different artists on the, the book so far. but uh, So that's a sort of a mixed bag of news. Uh, I think the new writer is Marguerite Bennett. Uh, I know she's worked for DC Comics. I know she did DC Bombshells, and I think she's worked on Batgirl, maybe. I don't recall. I don't. My, my cape comic knowledge is very ephemeral. It's very, <laughs> very spotty, especially when it comes to modern writers. But for myself, as someone who enjoys the comic quite a bit, I'm certainly sad to see Kyle go because I think he's, for someone who I listen to him a fair amount on like Ranger Danger podcasts and stuff, he's clearly not someone who went in with a lot of, say, fan baggage per se. Like he went in just kind of with the same memories we all seem to have had from from MMPR's, you know, original run. Right, yeah. He's really shepherded the material and has done some some pretty incredible work with with what he's been given. And it feels very Power Rangers and yet at the same time is like clearly one of the top sort of presentations of that material. So it's I'm certainly sad to see him go, but Margaret Bennett is not someone who I've read, but she comes highly recommended to me by a number of people who I trust. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see you know what she's going to do with it. And certainly, I think the the big thing right now going on is what's called the Shattered Grid event, which I'm not again I'm not quite up to date, but it's kind of a big it's definitely a big lore shakeup. So it makes sense for there to be a creative team shakeup following that. And this is just the nature of the beast with with comics. I mean. We certainly we see new creative teams for Sentai and for everything else every season. So having two years solid on a book, uh, I mean, they're going to be, I guess she'll be coming on for issue 31. That's over two years, uh, two and a half years, really, with uh, with the property. I, that's a that's a pretty long run. At least it seems that way to me in American comics. It, it feels like the runs get shorter and shorter. <laughs> yeah. Creative teams. So it, I certainly don't think that he did not get a fair shake to, to tell the tales he had to tell. And she margaret margaret's a clearly very experienced writer so i i'm not concerned personally um i'm sure some people are just because anytime things change hands you, you worry about tonal shifts and or, you know how different is it going to be but i'm certainly excited by the new prospect i mean they're not they're not pulling on an unknown for sure yeah i i really need to just sit down and do it like <laughs> yeah. so i can experience this change with everybody yeah it's that's my hope too get get caught up by the time the changeover happens i really want to read shattered grid just because all the art i see popping up on the timeline i'm like ah, it looks so good yeah <laughs> yeah no kidding but yeah i've been ducking i'm still ducking that like that uh trailer thing that they put out mm. like oh sometime. eventually eventually i'll check it out like <laughs> but i mean 
everything with the Power Rangers comic, it definitely feels like, okay, this is the show I thought I was watching when I was a kid. Mm. <laughs> That's you a know. good sign. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's it's a change up, but these things happen with creative teams. It's 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 it is just par for the course. There's nothing will continue forever. But you know, I look forward to it. I'm I'm glad that I guess personally, I'm glad that Boom has the confidence in the material and that it's doing well enough for them that you know they'll continue like it's not just gonna they're not just ending the book you know they're, they're gonna continue with it i think that's a a good sign yeah know, in the net all right so uh we ready to hop in and start talking about some lupin ranger versus pat ranger yeah um cool. so we're coming a little bit off of a few what do we we just had a bunch of pat ranger episodes right mm-hmm. yeah big focus last time yeah so that was that was real appealing um and it ended i think the last one what was the last one we saw was the last body swap um oh that was the one where um yeah this is the one with the the dream space and pat red like shooting out That's the sky right. and everything Dead. yeah yeah and his like sort of love interest paramour mm, maybe mm-hmm. at least very That's good right. friend <laughs> still good still good so but yeah okay okay but yeah we're definitely coming off a pat ranger a, a string of pat ranger focused episodes yes we'll see if that's building towards something or if they're just gonna switch it over and just get what we get yeah <laughs> um but yeah i'm ready to jump into it Cool, yeah, let's do it. この番組はザノシートキオキクリグループPRTとザコミックフィンドとご覧のスポンサーの提供でお送りします。Alright, we're back. First episode that we saw was uh, episode eighteen with the with the uh, the one of the the brothers coming back. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the uh, totally not a Game Gear yeah. uh, Lupin collection <laughs> item. Correct. Truly, uh, Lupin, our son Lupin, was ahead of his time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was kind of, I guess it was kind of a weird bait and switch plan. Like they're they're implying a bit more. We got a little bit more about. Uh, what the ganglers are up to, but only just a hint, like a whiff, even mm. uh, that they're from another world. They're, the Lupin collection items were made somewhere else, and on site, uh, Destra and Ghosh could tell that the Lupin item was something crazy, uh, and that mm-hmm. they've been modified by a human, presumably Lupin the first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no other Lupins in this. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah so we, we got a, a sort of a comeback comeback thing somehow they were able to revive the other sheep sheep ram brother yes some some sort of sheep ram man <laughs> yeah yeah and there was some kind of switching between the lupon rangers and the pat rangers on sort of who got to fight him and i guess who got to fit to defeat him in the end clearly good striker is protecting the lupon collection items he doesn't want them destroyed so anytime the Lupin, or anytime the Pat Rangers get close to accidentally doing it, uh, either he'll try to prevent it or switch over, and that's just some, a bit of a weird, weird thing going on there with that. But then uh, with the episode we mm. just watched, that was nineteen. We had an invisible gangler that sort of framed uh, Sakuya Patran Nigo for just being rude to Superior. <laughs> he made him dump soup. <laughs> Sakuya was at soup today. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, he just straight up decked Keichiro and Sukasa in the face, like. But it wasn't him; it was the invisible gangler that grabbed his arm and made him do these things. Right, right. And so, with a bit of 
sort of sneaky teamwork. Lupin Rangers helped him figure out that the guy was like there was an invisible gangler, and uh, yeah, ultimately defeated it and took its item, which we think is the maybe the fan or some kind of like it resembles um, something from Die Ranger potentially. Yeah. Um. um what was maybe. her name? I'm trying to look it up now. K- Kujaku, maybe. Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, yeah. The, the Did she peacock, have peacock but lady? It it reminded me of her, but I don't remember if she had. I thought she had like knives or something, not little fans. But it reminded me of like a peacock, like the feathers of uh, that a peacock has. So I don't know. That's what came to mind. But. Mm-hmm. So Pat, what did you think of these two episodes coming out the the back end? Since we we had a big batch of four last week that we certainly enjoyed, and and it was nice to be back. What about these two? So I was mistaken because I thought that we were already going to get to see the next like next ranger. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I was like, oh man, when's it going to happen? And there was a certain point through episode nineteen that I was like, "This episode's more than halfway over, and they haven't even hinted at it, so it's probably not going to happen in this episode." So that was me just getting my hopes up. But overall, I mean, uh, I enjoyed them. You know, it's still fun. The bringing back, I guess, I, I I could have used a little bit more on what the heck the ganglers are up to, or what the heck they're what what is a secret thing? How could they tell that this was made in their world? Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm always welcoming more Pat Ranger focused stuff. I, I like them a lot. So yeah, I, I definitely feel like of the two we just watched tonight, 18 was really, really, really strong. Uh, it's almost maybe not even fair to watch 19 right after it, mm-hmm. just because 18. Uh, like you said, I was expecting like okay, somewhere in the 17 to 18 mark, we start to see a new Ranger pop up. I I called I always called him a sixth Ranger, but. I was expecting a seventh ranger, especially mm-hmm. because I feel like they were messing with this because 18 certainly puts that foot forward with the whole like, oh, we're going to have a monster fight right out of the gate. It seems like it's going to take everybody to stop him. So it felt like we were we were building to that, but we actually didn't get it, which I thought was quite pretty surprising as well. But I think the nice thing about 18 was it added a lot more lore. I mean, and I don't want to say a lot more. It wasn't a heavy exposition dump, but we finally got if not the motivation for the ganglers, we got some insight into there being a little more going on just because they were like, what, uh, is it Destra? Is that the, the grenade kaiju? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the grenade right. kaiju, he, he's implying, like you said, he's implying that, okay, these things come from a, from our world. So we're not, you know, they're not native to this realm. They're not like aliens or anything like that. They're from some other world or dimension or something like that. And the humans shouldn't be able to use them. So this, these versus this versus changer technology should is something that was designed to allow them to access this power so i don't know if they're playing it just the monsters are from another realm or maybe they're playing on the idea of like a sentai multiverse maybe you know the idea Mm -hmm. that like okay you can't access these because these are all physically the props are slightly modified uh, mementos from other seasons maybe you know they're literally tapping into the power of the other seasons like other dimensions or something like that but just that hint there, I think, was uh, was nice. Um, and having sort of a returning monster, just to sort of... They didn't really have to explain the setup or the gimmick for him. So I think it gave him a little more time to, to run with some interesting ideas, as opposed to like, okay, here's the monster, here's his gimmick, they have to figure it out. Like, it wasn't that sort of procedural, you know, monster of the week thing. They already had a monster. And we just, just getting Destra and Ghosh out in the, you know, smoky woods you know talking mm-hmm. uh, you know talking dramatically to under the moonlight that that kind of stuff just helps add a, that just that feeling or the, the the sense of a bit of mystique and intrigue going on because they're not talking where the boss can see him and all that kind of stuff 
Um, on top of that, at least out of this pair of episodes, the fight scene at the end, like the sort of the whole, the choreography of the entire fight of episode 18, I really, really enjoyed. I particularly enjoyed Lupin Red being inside uh, Pat Kaiser's control room and fighting Pat Green and Pat Pink. I think that was just really, really good shtick. I really enjoyed that whole setup. Yeah, that was... That the the fight inside the mech was really exciting. Like it, it I mean, you knew that they were still going to beat it, but like the sort of uh, grabbing the controls mid attack or kind of rolling over the consoles, like it was just it's a really it felt really f- coordinated in a really fun way. Right. Uh, and then you know a couple of times it turns out oh we're working together for a second. Hang on a second. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then the surprise of it because I I honestly wasn't prepared for him to just like like just knock uh pat renity go out of the way completely to take his spot on the mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. i was almost thinking that we were gonna get like all of them at once like they were all gonna go for it but that that this was this was still pretty fun so i can't, I can't complain too much about it yeah and i like that the the choreography i mean we've seen uh fights inside the cockpit so to speak uh of the megazord if you will um mm. in the past i mean for me the one that jumps to mind is the one from z range where B- barai just kicks in the door and is like hey what's up nerds and starts beating everybody up mm-hmm. but uh, it was nice that this battle i guess wasn't really to i mean it was obviously a battle between loop and red and, and the two pat rangers but it wasn't um it didn't really feel like like they, they were still fighting the fight outside the mech it didn't pause that fight oh having, yeah that's right having loop and red like using the his little manipulator grabber thing to like move the controls still and the, like that was just i think that was a just that little extra element to to keep it interesting like they're not just oh we're stopping the fight it it was just gonna, like i don't know I, I think that was that was what really pushed over the edge for me i was like yeah okay i really really love this having mm-hmm. them still have that that extra element going on yeah and um something about bringing back this guy just to have him just just to have him uh, maybe following up on the lead because remember uh, when he was initially crushed, it, nobody, I don't think anybody even addressed. Okay, because usually they they can't have the Lupin collections be destroyed, and since he got stepped on, I'm surprised that it wasn't like it was still salvageable somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess maybe just covering up that potentially loose thread. I also liked the um, the sort of weird little bit um, where the we the loop the treasures themselves don't grow with the monster um oh yeah since uh-huh. destra gave uh the ram brother or the, the goat brother whatever a um a, a new treasure a new lupon collection item uh but it did not grow with him and then the the uh, other two lupon rangers you know blue and yellow sweet they swing in very dramatically and take it and swing back out onto their vehicles which is just another cool scene just you don't really that sort of swinging from the chandeliers uh kind of pulpy i don't know going into the monster's chest like that that was interesting uh, i haven't seen that before at least it hadn't happened to my knowledge so and then swinging in and out and all, i thought it was a that was a good little twist in the middle of the fight too yeah it was a nice little bit like seeing them actually inside the mm-hmm. <laughs> inside this giant uh, silver safe that was immediately destroyed like right after mm-hmm. oh there was that bit uh when uh at the very beginning of of uh, i think it was 18 uh, when I don't know that it may have happened before, but it struck me this time is like right after uh, the Pat Rangers form Pat Kaiser, they kind of slide in because, you know, they're on wheels like a couple. I'm sure mm. it's happened more than once, but just for whatever reason, it struck me this time 
and they were really using it when they're trying to dodge the missile kind of sliding back and then kind of fending off attacks until they ultimately aren't able to dodge but right them doing that in the hard suit like seemed mm-hmm. i guess it just drew me in in that moment yeah you know yeah definitely and any any episode where we get to see both of the hard suits oh that's always a joy so episode 19 uh which is sort of a more i guess i guess i'd call we'd maybe call it a little more standard cop drama Mm-hmm. You know where Sakia gets, he ends up doing something to upset the the upper uh, cranky superior. Yeah, cranky superior officer, more of a politician type. You know, he he must work up at the main office or whatever for the global police, but mm. you know is forced to upset him or whatever. But in true uh, cop drama fashion, Commissioner Hilltop is forced to take his uh, his gun and put him on house arrest. I mean, like if you even walk out of those doors, you know you're done for. Mm-hmm. So. You really, really wanted him to call him a loose cannon. Yeah, I, God, I so wanted to be like, you're a loose cannon, you're off the case, but you're too good of a cop for me to just fire. You know, like, that, that's mm-hmm. what I was kind of waiting for, but it sort of happened in a roundabout way. Yeah. But how, how'd you feel about this one? I feel like there was a moment, and I, and I had said it, that uh, I was a little bit disheartened that, like, they're so, they were so easy to believe that Sakia would go off and, like, attack or, or dump soup on this guy's head. Mm. and then also deck them each like just straight up cold <laughs> clock hatredo like like you don't like don't you know this guy well enough that you would sense that something was wrong rather than him just lashing out and attacking you like mm. like that kind of bummed me out a little bit that that's what they went for like you need to cool off because something's wrong with you dude like really like nothing else could explain it in the moment like yeah i don't know yeah like that just a little bit like i was like come on he's your he's your partner he's like he can't (laughs) you just throw him out like that like yeah but i mean i guess you know invisible (laughs) monster isn't the first place you go when someone gets punched you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like especially because the the uh sort of more political up uh higher up guy was being quite rude so one could imagine yeah Yeah, i guess i could see that like i would have punched him too but (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's that's what it is. And I got to say, I'm generally not a fan of that kind of thinking about it. I think we had a question about things before. I'm generally not a fan of bureaucracy getting in the way of people doing their job. Maybe because that's just too real. <laughs> that one's a little too real. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, he was easy to win over because since they ultimately cleaned up that one gangler that was destroying a bunch of property mm-hmm. that, and made the cops look good. So... Different perspective, but... I think the burden of bureaucracy is at, no matter, I don't know, any uh, even slightly uh, aware type of writing that involves an institution is going to have, you know, the bureaucrats that just don't get us. You know, that that's just such a, that's a universal, anyone who's had a job, you've got that, that universal feel of like people above you that don't get what you do and, and are in it just to make themselves look good. Like that's just, that's going to happen. Uh-huh. Too real. Yeah, too real. This this was truly the realest story ever written. <laughs> this, this story of transforming giant robots. It truly was. Um, but no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the episode. Uh, I think the episode before it was just so much better. It was hard for this one not to be in its shadow a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think the the scene with I think it, the kind of the payoff for me was the scene where uh, Sakia decides like you know what I'm running out anyway. I wish he'd, we'd had a little bit more of him just sort of like. I don't know. It's one of those things where you know from the setup, like he's going to get put on house arrest. He's going to have to break it. Like that's just that is what is going to happen. Mm. But we didn't get quite enough time of him really wrestling with it to make it feel quite as triumphant as it could. Like it didn't feel like it cost him 
quite enough, maybe, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I want a little more time of him being like, no, I can't lose this job. Maybe he's got someone to support or, or you know, a family member or something. But he just kind of was like, nah, I'm going to do it for my friends. And yeah. then, but I think the payoff there being that Hilltop meets him and instead of, you know, stopping him or, or, or you know, throwing him in the uh, in lockup or something, he gives him his stranger and he's like, you know what, I, I'm probably risking my job here too. But uh, that was probably the best moment for me in the episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, because, yeah, it's like, no matter what he did, either he loses his friends or more people get hurt. So he was willing to sort of sacrifice it. But mm-hmm. and then And then, of course... We actually got a glimpse of the preview this time, and the next week is when they're gonna do. <laughs> right, we like, got no, just enough yeah. of a glimpse. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, but overall, still, uh, still really good. Feels like we're on a, a real good string of episodes here. Um, again, I understand why people, especially with how good build has been, I understand why people would be. Uh, maybe a little blasé about uh, Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger, but I think, um, I don't know, I feel like it's still something really special. I feel like it's, um, whereas Build feels like, I mean, I hate to compare it just because they're coming out at the same time, but I guess for me, I, and maybe you disagree with this, but for myself, I guess Build feels like, it just feels like it, it, it feels like it's doing Common Rider, but it feels like it's trying to be the last Common Rider, if that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> like, it yeah. feels like this could just be the end of the whole franchise, whereas this... Ultimate. This just feels like a really, really strong, maybe kind of crystallized version of a lot of the things that I like about uh, Sentai, and it feels like it's just it, it's only going from strength to strength. So I'm very, I'm very happy about that. That's a really interesting way to put it. Like, are there have you experienced a Sentai that you could describe the way you've described Bill? I don't know. Like, Gosh, um, I mean, there's certainly that the case. To no be pressure. Made. I mean, oh, right? There's certainly the case to be made for. Um, what was the Power Rangers season um, where they thought it was the last one? Was it Operation Overdrive? Is that maybe no, or is it RPM? Maybe it's RPM. One one of the ones that has a sort of yeah, I think it's RPM. So Power Rangers RPM sort of has that feel because it's like that uh, it's going to be like the last you know Power Rangers. It certainly builds itself that way, and is probably many people feel like it's one of the stronger seasons of that. So in terms of Sentai, I haven't completed enough Sentai to say that. They have that kind of finality to them. Be curious to hear. Maybe that's a, a question we could put out to the community for next time. Yeah. Be an interesting, yeah, maybe. interesting thing. But I don't know. Maybe that's just my observation to build. Maybe my, again, I'm not the most well-versed in common Rider either. It's only my fourth common Rider show. So maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it certainly feels like it's like it's running white hot and it's just going to burn everything out on its way. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see what it looks like when they're, we're coming up on whatever the heck they're planning for the next the next one because we're close to the end here i think mm-hmm. all right well we have one twitter question this time one twitter question our mvp yep this comes to us from our good buddy behalite bebop uh they ask maybe not a question that should be featured on the show but are you guys planning to do any more looks at classic slash older seasons well you know pat how do you feel about that us doing uh, other seasons of sentai or power rangers or what have you i'm certainly not opposed um something that I really had fun when we did the Jetman episode, mm. um, and I think even Daisy expressed interest at coming back to do more. But I think it would maybe benefit us to to get a little bit further. <laughs> like, <laughs> not like if we continue the trend of doing two episodes, then you know, oh, uh, you know, we'll finish Jetman in like 
five years, I guess. Uh, like. Right, right. <laughs> but I think I think if we do Jetman, let's you know, I would say go until we'll do ten and eleven next time or something together, and then do a catch up before that. Yeah, yeah, we'd do something along those lines. But but I you know I I like the idea of sort of doing a like a Sentai sampler or something. Um, mm. At least, yeah, at least after. I mean, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Say when when Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger's over. I think that could be fun. Even a little bit of like, oh, let's see the first two episodes something with somebody who's very passionate about it because that was really cool. I think that was the draw of the Daisy mm. Jetman episode because also she Daisy's very... awesome, but yes, yeah, well, th- <laughs> well, that too. That's a gift. I know. I know. <laughs> Shout out to Daisy if you actually check this one out. I don't know if you're listening. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, like I think if we found somebody that was super passionate about, if not if not Sentai, another you know some other Toku thing, have us do like a couple episodes and then sell us on it or whatever, that'd be kind of cool. Right. Yeah, I, I think that would be the the appeal there. I certainly like keeping up with something that's a little more current, um, but it mm. obviously limits the pace with which we can uh, talk about things, and it also, to some degree, the discussion may have already moved on. Right. By the time mm. we, we even if we're watching week to week, sometimes, people, you know, we usually watch a few days after uh, it's already come out. So maybe it would be it would behoove us after this to, to shift to a different sort of schedule uh, mm-hmm. and watch other series. I, the, the the short answer is yes. The long answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Well, all right. Um, so, and again, we're we're hoping still next time uh, to, we're trying to get uh, a special guest on for a very particular discussion, someone that we very much respect. But again, we don't want to necessarily say just because we had scheduling issues last time. So, mm-hmm, uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. we can still do that. But uh, if not, we'll be back with more Lupin Ranger vs. Pat Ranger in the meantime. So, but it was fun yeah, as always. Necessarily be a bad thing either, especially if mm. you know some cool stuff is looming. Yeah, looks like it is right. Like, uh... Okay, maybe we'll be back sooner. I don't know, but but yeah, well, I've been I've been pumped to get this, and it was my bad, like not realizing what the heck weekend it was coming up. So I was like, you, you, I was busy, but I was gonna try and push it. Uh, our guest was gonna be busy, and then you, 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 it was just like, you know what? We'll just we'll do it later. It's, it's fine. too much. Like, it's too much. <laughs> my bad. That's fine. Things will work out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, folks, if you're, you know, enjoy the show and you want to want to support us a little bit, we do have our Patreon uh, where you can check out our commentary tracks from episodes 18 and 19 and, you know, whatever bloopers that happen to come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a little treat for you folks that are out there. Wanna... Yeah. Yeah. Well, alrighty. It was another great episode, my bud. So, uh, yeah. Ready to say goodnight to the people? Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super Super Senpai Senpai Podcast. Podcast!